Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hello and welcome to Israel and You. It's great to have you with us today. And today I'm going to talk about your role as an advocate for Jewish existence. I was doing some writing this summer and uh, about anti-Semitism, and that's basically what I do. Is I, I speak on college campuses. We defend uh, Jewish students against the rising anti-Semitism on secular and Christian colleges. And I was, was writing about you know fighting anti-Semitism, and, and it gets dark after a while of, of constantly fighting against the hatred of the Jewish people, the hatred of, of Israel. And I was sitting at my desk, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, you're not fighting anti-Semitism, you're advocating for Jewish existence. And that really, really puts more of you know, what I do into, into the light rather than you know, this dark uh, journey of trying to fight against anti-Semitism. So as, as a believer, as I'm speaking to you today, as a Christian, I want to encourage you to be an advocate for Jewish existence. And there is a biblical call upon all of us as Christians to stand with Israel, to stand with the Jewish people in these days of time. And I'll read you a couple of scriptures that uh, I believe the Lord gave me about this subject. And the first is in uh, Ezekiel chapter 37, speaking of the valley of dry bones. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and I, I believe this is speaking about a futuristic return of the Jewish people after being scattered across the nations for millennia. It's speaking about the time when they return, and when they come back, they're like a valley of dry bones. And God speaks to Ezekiel, and Ezekiel writes in Ezekiel 37, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones, and he led me around among them. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live, and I will lay uh, sinews upon you and will cause the flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. And, and I believe this is speaking about uh, the time when Israel comes back to his, her own land. It also says in, in the prophets that in the last days, God is going to uh, bring his children back to the land of Israel from the four corners of the earth. So I believe this is a futuristic moment, and you might say this is that. We're living in a this is that moment when we can look at the Scripture and say, I'm, I'm living in this time when uh, the Jewish people are coming back to our land, and for, for years people would say, can these bones live? And they, they would say, no, the, the Jews have been scattered. They'll never return. How could a nation be born in a day? Uh, but the Lord is saying they are going to live again. They're going to come back to their land 
and they'll come back as dry bones, but uh, I will pour my spirit on them, and, and that is happening. This is that. The, the land of Israel is blossoming like a rose. And then in verse 11 of Ezekiel 37, uh, Ezekiel says, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. And, and think about that. For 2,000 years, the Jewish people have been cut off from their land. Uh, and the house of Israel is saying, our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them. And, and I believe this is speaking about an end-time group of people from the nations. I believe it's speaking about uh, believers uh, Gentile believers in Jesus in the last days of time. They are a son of man company, and they will prophesy to the dry bones of Israel. And, and God says in verse 12, Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I'll bring you into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, and I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. So I, I believe... Ezekiel, yes, he's in his vision, he's prophesying to the dry bones, but I believe it's also futuristic, that there'll be a group of uh, Christian people in the last days that will see what God is doing in the earth, and they will prophesy to the Jewish people who have, whose hope is lost, especially in these days when, when anti-Semitism is rising all across the world. Right now in the country of France, uh, Jews are fleeing. 5,000 a year, and they're going to Israel and, and, and America. But now American Jews, I read an article uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was, in a, it was in an Israeli newspaper, and it basically said uh, Jews in America are realizing their guest status is coming to an end, and they're thinking the unthinkable, and they're saying, you know, maybe we need to go to Israel, make Aliyah, which is, you know, return, because things are heating up in America with anti-Semitism and, uh, you know, people speaking out against the Jewish people. So what I'm saying to you today is that we all need to be advocates for Jewish existence. It's a biblical precedence that we stand with the Jewish people in these days of time and we prophesy to them, your hope is not lost. Your God is going to blow his spirit into your lungs and you shall live. And then in Isaiah 35, it, it talks about in verse 1 about a wilderness and dry land in the last days. And Isaiah is speaking to a people that is not Israel. In verse 3, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. So to those who have an anxious, say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. And I believe, again, this is believers in Jesus from the nations that are saying to the Jews who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with recompense of God. He will come and save you. And so this, again, is, is, is not a group of Jewish people. This is a group of Christians, I believe, from the nations who are saying, fear not, we're called to strengthen their weak hands, their weak knees, and speak to them and say, 
your God will come and save you. And then in verse 10 of Isaiah 35, And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. So again, I, I, I believe that in these last days of time, Christian people from the nations are called to be advocates for Jewish existence and say to them, we're here to strengthen your knees and your, your weak hands. God is going to come and save you. Be encouraged. It, it's our role to, to prophesy to the dry bones that the Spirit of God is going to come upon the Jewish people once again in abundance, and they're going to return to their land and they're going to be uh, living once again in their own land. But all through the, the book of Isaiah, it talks about the nations of the earth, and I believe these are Christians from the nations who will be like kings and queens to the Jewish people in the last days, and they will help them, and they will stand with them. And so all through the scriptures, there is this precedent for uh, Christian people to be advocates for Jewish existence. So I'm going to encourage you today, especially these days when anti-Semitism is rising, to say, Lord, what is my role? What am I to do as an advocate for Jewish existence? And so what I believe is things are changing in the earth very, very quickly. And I wrote a book with Coach Bill McCartney a couple years ago entitled uh, Two-Minute Warning, Why It's Time to Honor Jewish People Before the Clock Runs Out. And in the book, we talk about three revolutions that are coming to the earth. And a revolution can be defined as a shakeup, a turnover, or a change. And I can promise you this, the one constant the future holds is change. And Jesus is preparing to restructure and refit his church so that his end-time purposes can be accomplished. And there's three earthquake-like revolutions of significant magnitude that have already begun to shake the church world. And so the shakeup is imminent. Things are changing. Jesus has matured a God-fearing righteous remnant for this final hour. They have quietly served the Lord and his people. They are intercessors. They have understanding of the times. They are kingdom people who are longing for the appearance of the Lord. And like the miracle of the water being turned into wine in Cana of Galilee, the Lord has saved the best until last. And I believe it's, it's our generation, your generation, uh, people that are waking up to what God is doing in the earth. And again, they're intercessors and they have understanding of the times. And the king of creation is rallying his seasoned end-time remnant to fulfill his eternal plan. And only those who are willing to pay the price will be able to stand in this dark hour. And the prophet Daniel speaks of this end-time remnant of saints in Daniel eleven thirty-two through 33 But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits, and those of the people who understand shall instruct many. And so I believe that speaking about you, that the, the people in these days will be strong and they shall instruct many. So again, you are called to be an advocate for Jewish existence in these last days of time. And here's the three revolutions uh, that are coming to the earth. And the first is the revolution of separation. And Jesus describes a great separation that will occur at the end of the age. And when 
Coach McCartney, and you remember Coach McCartney, the, the leader of the Promise Keepers movement in the 90s. When we wrote this book a couple years ago, I never dreamt in my wildest dreams that I would see this revolution of separation hit the church world like it has since we finished this book. And Jesus describes a great separation in Matthew 25, verse 31 to 46. And you can take the time, and I would encourage you to read the passage, but uh, you'll know this passage. And Jesus says, uh, in the last days, uh, he's going to separate the nations as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he'll say to his, the righteous on his right, I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was naked and you clothed me. I was in prison and you visited me and so on. And the righteous will answer. And these are righteous uh, Christians from the nations. Uh, when do we see you hungry or thirsty or naked and clothe you or in prison and vis visit you? And Jesus will say to these righteous from the nations of the world, the Gentile righteous, uh, as you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. And then he'll say to the ones in his left, the goats, um, the same thing. I was hungry, you didn't give me something to eat. I was thirsty, you didn't give me something to drink. I was naked and you didn't clothe me. I was in prison and you didn't visit me. And the unrighteous, the goats, will say, when did, we, when did we see you naked and not clothe you? When did we see you thirsty and not give you something to drink? And Jesus will answer the unrighteous from the nations. These are Gentiles from the nations. As you didn't do it to the least of these, my brethren, you didn't do it unto me. And he said, take these and separate them uh, out from me uh, you know, into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. So Jesus fulfilled the scriptures. He was born according to the scriptures. He was buried according to the scriptures. He was raised again on the third day according to the scriptures. So everything that he said was according to the scriptures. So what Old Testament scripture uh, is Jesus quoting in this scene, this last day scene in Matthew 25 where he talks about that he's going to separate the nations as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. What is he talking about? Well, first of all, he tells us that as you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Who is Jesus speaking about? He's speaking about his brethren, the Jews. He's not speaking about, you know, Christians from different denominations, Baptist and Pentecostal uh, or Lutheran. He's speaking about the Jewish people, his brethren. As you did it unto the least of these, my, my Jewish brethren, at the end of the age, you'll do, you'll have done it unto me. He's actually quoting from Joel chapter 3, and I'll share that passage when we come back from the break. Hello, I'm Aaron Free, president of Israel Team Advocates. Israel Team is standing in the gap for the Jewish people in a time of growing anti-Semitism in America. And there are many forces, even within Christianity, that want to divide the land of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. There has to be those who proclaim the truth about Israel in a time when nations are calling for her demise. 
Our organization works on college campuses where anti-Israelism is in vogue, especially on evangelical college campuses. Evangelical anti-Israel groups highly financed by George Soros and his Open Society organization are pushing evangelical millennials towards the abyss of anti-Semitism, and they are succeeding. One such group, the Telos Group, is funding all expense-paid trips for young pastors and evangelical college students to Israel where they feed them lies about the Jewish people and the land, and they come home anti-Israel. In just the last four years, evangelical young people have cut their support in half for Israel. In a survey in 2018, 69% of evangelical young people said they supported the Jewish people. A new survey in 2021 found that only 33% of evangelical young people support the state of Israel. So if we don't push back against the growing anti-Israelism within evangelical movement, evangelicalism could be anti-Israel within just a few short years. I'm asking you to help Israel team in this fight. I'm asking you to stand with us as we stand for God's covenant with Abraham and the land and the great nation that God is building in Israel. Will you give to Israel Team today? And there's two ways you can give. Go to our website, israelteam.org, to donate section, and you can give securely online. Be sure to give us your mailing address so that we can send you our new book, The Casualty of Contempt. You can also mail your donation to Israel Team. Find our address on our website, israelteam.org. That's israelteam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back. And before the break, I was sharing from Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 through 46, about what Jesus says that's going to happen at the end of the age. There's going to be a major revolution, a change, a shakeup of the nations uh, based on how they treat the Jewish people. And he's actually quoting from Joel chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, where it says, For behold, in those days, in the same days that Jesus is speaking about at the end of the age, and at that time, when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, what is Joel prophesying about? The return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel. I will gather all the nations. At that time, when the Jewish people are restored to their land, I will gather the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I will enter into judgment with them there on behalf of my people and my heritage Israel, because they have scattered them among the nations, and they have divided up my land, and they have cast lots for my people. So again, they're going to be judged, the nations, on how they treat Israel. If they're casting lots and mistreating the Jewish people, casting lots for the people, dividing up the land and scattering them among the nations. And so they're going to be judged for that. And so there are sheep nations, there are goat nations. There are sheep churches, there are goat churches. There are sheep Christians, and there are goat Christians. And the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verse 3, God speaks to Abraham and his Jewish descendants, I will bless those who bless you, and in him who curses you, I will curse. And interestingly, there are two words for curse, kalel and arar. And God uses two Hebrew words. You know, we always say, I'll, I'll curse those who curse you, and we think it's the same meaning, but they're different. Two Hebrew words. The first word is kalel, which means contempt or dishonor. The second word for curse is fruitless. 
So what God is saying to Abraham, whoever curses you, Kalel, whoever has contempt, whoever dishonors you, I will curse. I will cause them to be fruitless. So whoever shows contempt towards the Jewish people in the last days will become fruitless. And remember, in the 1930s, Germany was the strongest evangelical church in the world, but German Christians had jealousy towards the Jewish people. On the night of Kristallnacht, we think that the Germans went out and just destroyed Jewish shops, but in reality, they uh, burned down Jewish synagogues. 250 synagogues were burned to the ground, and then they burned the holy books. They showed contempt. So today, I think Germany is somewhere about 1% Christian. They, the church has been cut off. They've been become fruitless. And so we pray for the German church that God does a work of restoration there. Uh, but that is the result, whoever shows contempt. And so that separation is happening today within the church world. Churches all across America, across the world, denominations are showing contempt and as a result, their denominations are being cut off. They are uh, becoming fruitless. I just heard of one major Christian denomination that was a powerhouse. It just had to sell off its entire uh, headquarters, and they moved to uh, one floor in an office building. And so what is happening is this denomination, they're driving the BDS movement, the boycott, divestment, and sanction of Israel. They're driving that, and as a result, they're becoming fruitless. So we want to find out what God is doing in the last days and get on board with what he is doing. So there's this revolution of separation that's happening. You can read about it in Romans 11, 17 through 22. Paul the Apostle says, don't boast against the Jewish branches. He's talking to uh, Gentile Christians uh, that have been engrafted into Israel. Don't boast against the Jewish branches because if you do, you yourselves will be cut off. So we're learning now that this revolution of separation is happening. Uh, There are goat denominations and sheep denominations. The good news is, as we see this revolution of separation taking place, uh, on the other hand, there's a revolution of restoration that's happening. And after 2,000 years of separation from the rudiments of their faith, saints and the nations are awakening to the truth that Jesus is Jewish. In fact, he is the world's best-known Jew. He was raised in a Jewish culture, taught by devout Jewish parents, lived a lifestyle based on Jewish customs, and practiced the Feast of Israel. And Christians now in the nations are awakening to this. After 2,000 years of de-Judaizing Jesus and voiding out the Jewish context of his life and making him a non-Jew, even our pictures of Jesus. He has blonde hair and blue blue eyes. When I was a kid, seeing his picture in my Sunday school class, I always thought he was Swedish or a California surfer. But we've de-Judaized Jesus, and we've made him uh, non-Jewish. But today, uh, across the world, Christians are awakening to this revolution of restoration where God is restoring uh, the Jewishness of our faith and Christians are coming back to the rudiments of their faith, which are very Jewish. And I like to say the greatest roadblock to learning is condemnation before investigation. And so many Christians over the centuries have condemned 
the Jewishness of their faith. And they've never investigated the roots, the rudiments of their faith. But that is changing today. Thank God. Uh, he's restoring the, the Jewishness of the faith of Christians. And this is a wonderful thing to, to behold. And remember that uh, the Jews were chosen as a servant priest nation to bring the gospel, to bring salvation to the nations of the earth. And so we appreciate that. We thank God for the Jewish people. Jesus said, salvation is of the Jews, and that is so true. So there's a revolution of restora- a revolution of separation which is happening. There's a revolution of restoration that is miraculously happening today in, in Christians across the, the globe. And then there's a third revolution. It's a revolution of preparation. And it comes from Romans 11, verse 11 through 16, where, where Paul is talking about, you know, because they were faithful in spiritual matters, we should be faithful in, in material matters. And, and so the church is awakening to this revolution of preparation. They're becoming advocates for the Jewish people, like I spoke about earlier. They're seeing themselves as standing in the gap and uh, raising their voices when the Jewish people are, are, are persecuted, especially in, in places like America. This past summer, I was invited to Oxford, England, uh, to a group called ISGAP. The, uh, it's a group that deals with international global anti-Semitism. And it's International Symposium on Global Anti-Semitism and Policy, ISGAP. It's based at Cambridge University and in England. And so they contacted me and asked me to come and speak at uh, their event this summer. It was a two-week event at Oxford University. So I went and I was, I believe, the first person to address the issue of Christian anti-Semitism over the centuries. And what amazed me, there was probably 50 to 70 people uh, that were at this conference, speakers and audience, and it was, it was publicized uh, online across the, the world. And what amazed me was how few Christians were there defending the Jewish people. And mainly it was Jewish people speaking about what do we do about the rise of, of hatred against the Jewish people globally. But there were very few Christians that were there, just a handful. And one, one Christian professor was there, and I thank God for that. And uh, I was there, you know, standing in the gap. But my prayer is that Christians will see themselves as a part of this preparation that Ezekiel 37 talks about, that Isaiah 35 talks about, that they'll see themselves in these last days of time as being the righteous from the nations, the sheep that Jesus speaks about in Matthew 25, which Joel speaks about in Joel chapter 3, that will be righteous, uh, that will, will stand in the gap for the Jewish people. And Yad Vashem, which is the Holocaust Museum in Jerusalem, Israel, in Yad Vashem there is a pathway of the righteous. And there's a tree planted for the righteous of the nations during the Holocaust that stood in the gap and hid Jews and protected Jews uh, in, during the Holocaust. One, of course, you know, uh, Corey Tenboom, uh, whose family all perished because they hid Jews in the hiding place in their home. And so God is, is calling Christians of today to be like Corey Tenboom, to be advocates for Jewish existence when the world is calling for their persecution, when the world is calling for 
Israel to be wiped off the map. Iran continues to proclaim that. We're going to wipe Israel off the map. And we have to pray that Iran doesn't go nuclear because if they get the nuclear bomb, they will use it. They've promised that for years. And so when people are talking about the total destruction and annihilation of the Jewish people, I believe it'll be Christians from the nations in the last days that will rise up and say, no, we're going to stand in the gap. We advocate for Jewish existence. Thank you for being an advocate. God bless you. We'll see you next time at Israel and You.